0: Okay, Shalosh Shem Yom the Machag. Let's not have to have our preparations for Chag, Pesach, Shabbat, the table. Therefore, we're seeing a sugya today. A shemakas Sugya, relevant to the la seita. Sugya basiba, specifically by the Dalit cases. We know there's a mitzvah derabanan of a seiba. Seiba means to lean. You have to lean to your left. Derachiris, like a free man, a king. And that's by all the mitzvahs amayla, which are relevant to a achila and are something which are advantageous, some which are positive. Obviously, for more, it's not something which is positive, so we don't do a seba, But everything else of the night, all the mitzvahs, achilah, ashtiyah, those that necessitate a seba. Rizkarov says that even, even what? Even uh, Karpas necessitates a seba, the Kiddush. But we on the side of the tonight we'll focus on the sughia Vaseba by Dalat So says the Gemara, the Gemara is on Kufches, Amad Aleph, in Psachim, Itmar, who has stated, Matza Tzarek the matzah, chilas matzah, necessitates the Mitzvah Vaseba, Morur in Tzarek HaSeba. Morur does not necessitate a Seba. Yayin, now when it comes to wine, Itmar Mishmei Derav Nachman Tzarek HaSeba, there's one statement said in the name of Rav Nachman that wine necessitates a seba, necessitates a name. But there's a whole different shmua, there's a whole different tradition in the name of Rav Nachman that wine does not need a seba. So what's the din? We need a seba, we don't need a seba. What, what, what do Rav Nachman hold? Says the Gemara, really there's no machalikas. There's no, there's no contradiction. There's no problem. Rav Nachman can hold both. How could he hold both? the It depends, if we're talking about the first two cups, or we're talking about the second two cups. When it comes, whether or not you need a seba, or don't need a saber is dependent on whether we're talking about the first two cups or the last two cups. Now, which one of that set needs a seba and which one doesn't? Is it that the first two cups need a seba, but the second two cups don't need a seba? Or maybe it's just the opposite. The first two cups don't need a seba, but only the last two cups need a seba. So says the Gemara, Some people said it, that only the first two cups need a saber, but not the second two cups. And some people said just the opposite. The first two cups don't need, but the second cups do need. So what's the explanation of each stance? Some said it this way, that the first two cups need to be leaning. Why? This, the first two cups, is when Klayosol's starting that... Feeling of Khiras. That's when the, the whole ball is getting, is rolling. But Chei Kosi Basroi, by the last two cups, they buy a seba. They don't need a sabah. Why? Because Kheras, you're already free men. So why do you need to do a seba for the last two cups? When the last two cups are talking about a time period where you're already free men? The Amri Some said just the opposite. Other Really, it should be the inverse. Chei Kosi Basroi, by a then so there's two cups, that's when you have to lean, why? That moment when you're free, that's when you get that's when you enter freedom. That's when you're good. But kosi Kamoi, but when it comes to the first two cups, then Loiboy Then you don't have to lean for the first two cups, why not? hayinu Right? Really we're still Avodim. him And since we're still Avodim, by the first two cups, we didn't finish the process of ge'ula. Therefore, we don't need a seiba by the first two. So it's a contradiction. First of all, Rav Nachman contradicts himself. Then we say it's not a problem. It depends if you're talking about the first two cups or the last two cups. So we don't say which way it is. And there's two opinions, what that means. So now, what do we do practically? We lean on the first two. We lean on the last two. So says the Gemara, Now that we have two dissenting opinions, So, So, you have to do a seibal by both. So it's a Jewish answer. We don't know what to do. So we we'll do everything. Unbelievable. That's the Gemara. So now let's see the Rashi. is very terse here. So let's see that Ashbam on this Gemara. So Ashbam says, "Matzah tzvicha seibal. Matzah needs a Needs leaning. Why? matzah mitzvah When you're eating matzah the first night for the matzah shel mitzvah, then you have to eat it like a free man that that eating is commemoration of the redemption that happened in Mitzrayim, but Morodz ain't Why doesn't moro need to be leaning? She was It's not a commemoration of redemption; it's rather a commemoration of the servitude that we had, the pain. So now, the Gemara goes through this whole discussion. We have a contradiction of Nachman, and the Gemara gets to its resolution. In the Gemara's first resolution, the Gemara proposes. That The first two cups need the asebo, because the first two cups are drinking, says the They're dealing with the Google itself, why? Because we're talking about that god. we're saying over Mitzrayim, and it's the event, the series of events which are causing our freedom. Therefore, since we're discussing the series of events which are causing our freedom, therefore, that's why you need a seba. After we finish the whole and we finished the whole and now we finished a meal, we're benching, we're saying, halil. so there, you don't need it. But it says, But we derive from this Sugi, the conclusion of the Sugi is that really all four cases need a seba? But, but what? But when it comes to Moru, Moru doesn't need it. Why? Because there's no commemoration of redemption. That's the sugya, A simple sugya, a straightforward sugya. Matzah needs a seba, zeichel a needs a seba, zeichel needs a but we only need one of the two cups, one of the two sets of two cups, I'm sorry, to do Haseba with. We have a suffolk, which one? So therefore, since we have a suffolk, which one? Mamigli, we do all four. That's the gemara. A straightforward gemara, givaldic. I want to make a fundamental kasha here. The kasha will shake the foundations in the entirety of the gemara. We should have dealt with this question already. The question is as follows: the din of dalad Klesis is a din de Rabbanan. The din of hasiba is a din de Rabbanan. So now, if I go ahead and I have a safek on the first two cups of wine, whether I have to do a seba or not, what's the answer? We don't know. To memros of Nachman, so we call that in halacha a Sufik. It's a doubt. So now, I doubt when I didn't do Rabonin, we say, Safik, Durban, So if I say, Safik, Durban, It should come out that really, I don't have to do a, first, a save on the first two koshes. So, good. Now, I didn't make a save on the first two cases because of the So now let's do the same thing. Maybe I should say that the last two cases I should do a save for. So now let's ask, Am I high to do a save on the last two cases? No. kula. So how could it be that the Gemara comes to the conclusion that since we don't know which of the two cases you do a seiba on, you have to do a seiba on all four. Logic, the dinim, that normally we have the principle of that when we have a doubt or a on a rabban whether you have to do something, we say you can be lenient and not do it, since you have to Also on a seiba. And if you have to on a seiba on the other cases, there we would end up saying that you actually popped her from doing a seiba. So Kasha Pashla Kasha on the Gemara. The Gemara is saying the opposite of really what the conclusion should be based off our normative of Halachic Psach. This Kasha is Abraham Kasha. The Rishonim deal with this in two different ways. So, first, I brought you in source 4, Amaram Chalava. Amaram Chalava is one of the early Bishenim. We The truth is, we don't have him really on so many Mesechthas. I think the only that we have on uh, the Amaram Chalava is on Mesechus Psachim, but he's unbelievable. I'm saying, uh, if you ever learn Psachim, we're going to be learning it at Mirta after Pesach. Ironically enough. So we're gonna I'm saying the Maram Khalava is part of the meat and potatoes. So let's see. Says the Maram Khalava, The de Kula by Look at moral. Says the Maram Khalava Vatal Gav de Bedonan He V Havilans the maimas fake So say suffic di Rabbanan the Kula and exempt you from a Saiba in totality. It says the So the words of the Ma'am are as follows that since you can accomplish a Seva without work, without exerting yourself, and without a financial burden, without Hitzel, then then it makes sense that you should do it. That to do something good isn't called bad. Now, what does that sound like to me? It sounds very interesting. It sounds to me like, really? Really? You're not chayev at all to do anything. There's no reason to do a subject to Suv'i-dur-wan Just, since it's not such a big deal. Not in regards to physical exertion, not in regards to money. So it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. Go for it. That's the stance of the Meru-chalava. Even though it's really a suvi dur of the culo, since you have nothing to lose anyway, so you might as well do it. Why not? The Ran takes on a whole different stance. Let's see the Ran together. The Ran says, "Va'hashte de'it malachhi, Now, yes, the Ran, Even though normally you hold just the opposite, to call the Kol Svek of Rabbanon the kulah, every Sabe Rabbanon we go lenient, to exempt you. So now says the Ran, the first answer, milse since it's not any kind of Extra burden. We do it because why not? And that's what the sages said. But it seems to me the Ran. You have to do a saber by all four cups. Why do you have to do a seba by all four cups? Because if we are lenient and we tell you, you know what, don't do a because the principle is. Why would we be more lenient by the first two cups than the last two cups? So, why would we be more lenient by the last two cups than the first two cups? So, what are you going to say? So, lenient by all four. So, if we're lenient by all two sets, then we'll have no more mitzvahs seva. So, it comes on the Ran, and the Ran says, You know why we don't say something to Rabban and the Kula? Even though every cup in and of itself is a suffix to Raban and the Kula? Because if you say suffix to Raban the Kula by each cup is going to end up being you have no reason to be more lenient by the first two than the last two. So you can't have some kind of disparity between them. Elamai you're going to exempt from everything so there's no more Tzaseh Seba. So our only choice then says the run, definitionally is that you have to go ahead and all for. Now why wasn't the Maram Chalava bothered by this? Right? We see that the Ran's aware that there's another stance that you can take in the Rishadim. He even brings it. He brings Pir Shuzal, the stance that you're doing it just in the Rav HaTemilsa, because why not? It's not a Milsa, the Tiocha. So the, Maram, the, the, the Rad's aware of such a stance, and nonetheless he's saying you he can't say that. Why not? Because you're going to be, Okur Dina You're Okur Dina So the Maram Chalava wasn't aware of that. The man also knew that you're gonna be saber here. And he wasn't bothered. So what? And now what? So good. We don't know. So us we don't have to do it anymore because we don't know. There's a kasha. What's the kasha? So I'm gonna I'm gonna talk here and give you a principles. This is a foundational principle that you can use. Every for every sugi and shas that ever gets into din of Srikas. And the sugi is as follows. This is based off of what I'm going to tell you now is based off of the Shev shmaitza The Shev shmaitza is in shmaitza Aleph, Perk Bez, Perk Gimel. And it's based off of Rabbi K. The Eger in Ksubis on the and Domani. I didn't bring you on the source sheet because I didn't. But if you want to look it up afterwards, you can look up afterwards. So it says as follows. Comes on the Shemaitzah and says, There's a din called Savik Daraisa Luchumra." Now, what's Safik Darais al-Khumra mean? Safik Daraisa al-Khumra means if I have a doubt on a din Daraisa, whether well, the Torah says this is mutter or asar, whether well, the Torah says I have to or I don't have to, if the question at hand is a question regarding a lacha of a Daraisa, whether a, 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 a Daraisa obligation or a Daraisa prohibition, then I have to be stringent. That principle is called Safik Darais al-Khumra. Now, S the Shmaitza: is the fact that I have to be stringent? Is that because the Torah itself invokes me to be stringent in a case of doubt? That the Torah says that when you are uncertain about whether or not this is kosher, or this is treif, then the Torah says it's aser for you to eat it due to that doubt? That's one approach maybe? That the Torah itself is particular to tell you that the prohibitions exist even in a circumstance of doubt? Do you have to be cautious? Or No. Maybe, really, the Torah only prohibits something when you are certain that it's asr. The Torah says, milk and meat is asr, but now I have it, I'm not sure, was milk cooked in this or not? So it's a suffik teraisa. but the Torah said that when I have a safek, whether this is milk or meat, the Torah said that I can't eat this? Or maybe? Chazal said, due to the nature of the sensitivity of what milk and meat, and the fact that it's a Torah brishin, so now that I am aware of the fact that it's a Torah prohibition, the Torah says you should be cautious. You know what? Make sure that you don't eat this. A safeguard. Yeah, those are the two ways to go. So is the fact that there's a principle called Safik Dereis of the Chumrah. Does the Torah obligate that stringency? Or did Chazal obligate that stringency? Is that stringently, is that stringency rabbinically invoked? That hakira, those two approaches. Says the Shmeitzah. And this is explicit, this is explicit in the Vishnu themselves, this is a machlikus between we'll call it the Rashba and the Rambam. The Rashba, and for that price the Ran, go with the approach that the fact that we say Safik the Raisa is a Dindarisa. The Torah tells you that when you have a doubt what to do, one it's regarding a lachada, you have to be stringent. You can't be lenient. The Torah says you have to be stringent. The Rambam disagrees. The Rambam is explicit in multiple places in the Mishnah Torah that whenever there's a suffix de'oraisa, really the halacha is that it's permissible midaraysa. And Chazal, the Rabbanon, came along and said, but you have to be stringent. So every suffix you your chayiv to either A, perform, or B, stay away from the prohibition, on a rabbinic level, they told you not to, or they told you you have to do this. That's a, a tremendous machlekis. According to the Rashba, every Safik Durais of is a Din de Raisa. The Torah says you have to be stringent, and according to the Rambam, it's a Dindarabanam. Now, this is Gilinus. Comes along, the Shemites says we give and they say as follows We know there's a Din called Safik Durabanam the Kula. Safik Durabanam the Kula. Now, when Chazal established their halachos, they said you only have to do that when there's a vadai. But when there's a suffik, this is suffik sir, You have chicken and milk, and you have a suffik, whether the milk went in the chicken, then you can be lenient, you can eat it. Why? Suffix turban and the kula. Now, suffix turban and the kula is a very interesting idea. Why is that? So now, the words start with the world of the rambam. The world of the rambam, this is very geschmack. What's so geschmack here? It goes as follows. If we say that the reason why every Suffolk, deraisa the the reason you have to be stringent is because the Torah didn't tell you to. Chazal told you to. Chazal instituted a rabbinic obligation, a rabbinic stringency, to treat this as if you're still obligated or if this is prohibited. When did they create that rabbinic need, that rabbinic prohibition? They only created that when you're dealing with the severity of a deraisa. But if you're dealing with the severity of a dirabanan, then Chazal never established that din. And therefore, if Chazal never superimposed the stringency when you have a doubt on a dirabanan, then every Suffolk Durabanon is mutter. If every Suffolk deraisa is considered like a Vare Darabonun, right? The Chabanon is saying, for sure be machmir. You have a Suffolk where milk fell in the cow. So now, for sure be machmir. So. Chazal never said, for sure, when a suffolk fell on the chicken. And therefore, the Torah only prohibits things in a Torah's Zavadai, when you for sure, there's an isSA here. So when, uh, uh, that stringency of being particular, when you have a doubt, they didn't establish that stringency on a derabanan, And that's why every suffolk durabanan is the cooler, because they never instituted a new Din Daraisa, the new Din derabanan to be stringent. Now, what's the understanding of suffolk Daraisa according to the Rashba and the Ran? Understanding is as follows. The Torah says, if you have a piece of meat and you have a doubt whether or not it was cooked with milk, so says the Torah, the Torah comes along and says, whoa, this could be meat and milk here. I, the Torah, prohibited you to eat meat and milk. And now you're unsure and this is what I prohibited? That's very severe. That's very severe. And since you might be eating milk and meat here, and that's a very severe because that's an isadar I, the Torah, am saying you can't take a risk. You have to be careful. You have to be cautious to the extent that you have to act and assume that this is actually, that this is actually milk and meat, and therefore we are cautioning you. There's no risk possible. So if that's the understanding by a sappic deraisa l'chumra, so then what's a sappic derabbanan l'kula? Sappic la l'kula means. That even though Chazal asserted prohibitions, right, they created prohibitions, and those prohibitions exist even in a case of Suffolk, because it parallels and mimics that of a derisa. And deraisas, the prohibitions exist irrelevant of our halachic, uh, our circumstantial understanding of what occurred. So comes along Chazal and said that even though you have a doubt whether milk fell in the chicken. And therefore, that's something which is rough. You can't eat milk and chicken together. That's that's an isad But if you have a doubt, you have a doubt. Then you could take the risk. You can take the risk. I'm not telling you it's not. It could be there's there's milk in there, but that particular we're not. If you have a doubt already, we, we let you take the risk. It could you want to be frum on a midas chasidus? Fine. So don't eat it. But halachically, you're allowed to eat it. You're allowed to take that risk. So that's true though. If that's the parameters of what Tzavik D'Rubbana Kula means, that even though there's a prohibition here, since we have a doubt whether or not this circumstance fits the parameters of the prohibition, we allow you to take a risk. That means, though, that the the Tekona, the establishment, the prohibition is still here. So if that's the case, now let's plug this in. I want to plug this in now. Let's revisit. what, How would this look in regards to our Tzavik D'Rubbana Kula regarding Hasiba of Dalat Kaisas. So now, comes along, the Maram Chalabah says as follows, we have a suffix, whether or not you have to do a seba by the first two Kaisas, or the last two courses. So what's that? That's a suffix, the Rabbonon, the Kula, and to that, the Madam Chalabah says, really, there's no reason to do it, but why not? You have nothing to lose. What's that mean? So I'm going to claim as follows. If the Maram Chalava learned the same way the Rambam does, that every suffix deraisa l'euchumrah is really the reason why you have to be stringent, is that in derabonon Chazal instituted a rabbinic stringency. And therefore, what? Therefore, every suffix derabonon, the reason why you can be lenient is because Chazal didn't establish a rabbinic stringency. That means that when you have a suffix derabonon, Chazal never made a takana. If Chazal never made the Tekona, then there's nothing what's to be stringent for. So comes on the man of and says, You know what? What's the Gemara mean when you can do a Seba? There's no Tircha, you have nothing to lose, so why not do it? Why? There's a Mitzvah, there's a Kim, there's a Chiv? Absolutely not. Because Safik Khumra means Chazal instituted in a safeguard. The Kula means Chazal did no safeguard here and therefore there's no obligation whatsoever. Chazal only established the Takana's b'Terese v'Hadayin b'Terese Safik and therefore really you can do whatever you want. Aye, what the Gemara says to do a Seiba by all four? Why not You have nothing to lose, like the Ran says. The Great, it's a nice thing, it's cute. But, now like this, comes along the Ran, and the Ran says we have to be equal between the first two and the last two. There's no logical reason to make a distinction, and we can't say what? Get rid of all four of them. Why not? Because you're ukka the din What do you mean you're ukka the din There's no takana dirabanan. It's a suffix dirabanan. So in the Ran, if it's a Safik Abandon, how could it be Okra Takana? There was no Takana bimakum Safik. The answer is that the Ran is the Shitasal. The Ran who learned that Safik lo lochumra is a dindaraisa. And the Torah says, due to the severity of a dindaraisa, you can't take the risk. You have to be stringent. So then, what's the din of Adinda Rabbanu Navadei still made the Takanas even in a case of circumstance of Suffolk? They just said, what? Take the risk. But comes along the Ran and says, here's an Afkamina. Here's a practical difference. What if I take the risk twice? And if I take the risk twice, I know definitionally that I didn't do the Takana. Says the Ran, that you can't do. There, you're Oka, the Dinda So since Chazal established the Dinduraban, even in a circumstance of suffolk, the same way they established Dini in a circumstance of suffolk. Just the leniency was take the risk. That has a limit, says the Ran. What can I to what extent can I take a risk? I could take the risk to the extent that I'm not actively not allowing for manifestation of the Dindaraban. But within every circumstance where there's a manifestation of the Dindaraban, I'm saying no, it doesn't apply here, then. There's no way for me to explain, so where's the Dindarabonan? That, that I can't logically claim. So if I can't make a logical distinction, and at the same time I can't get rid of everything, because if so, that's an Akira's Dindarabonan. So it comes along the run, says you have to do all four. You have to lean by both sets. So really, what we're claiming is as follows. That the Machlik is between the ran and the Marmachalava, whether or not you have to, you're to do a save by idolat or whether it's just a nice thing, but you're not really obligated to, that's dependent on the, your parameter of how you learn the din of Safing Is N'Kula. Does Safing, mean you're allowed to take a risk? There's a Takana, but you're allowed to take the risk? If that's the case, you end up with a sheet saran. you can't take a risk when you're going and nullifying all manifestations of the din? Or No, is that Chazal never established any kind of din in a circumstance of doubt. And therefore, even though it's quintessentially getting rid of the Dindar Rabanin. There is no Dindar Rabanin already in as much we have a Safek. So why do you have to do anything? That would be the stance of the Meram And your understanding, each one's understanding of the din of the Kula, is dependent on how they understand the principle of Safek the Rai That's stage one. That's kishmak. That's awesome. Stage two. Comes along the Rambam in source five in Hilchus Megillah. And the Rambam says as follows. Yeshi, she is Suffolk a city which is a doubt, and we don't know if what? If it was surrounded by a wall in the times of Yeshua ben Nun or afterwards. It's not like this. We know there's two different days that you can read Megillah on. You read it either on your Dalit, if you're an unwalled city, or you read it on Tesvav if you're a walled city in the times of Yeshua ben Nun. Now, said the Rambam, what happens if you're a city that we know you're a world city, but we have a Suffolk, we have a doubt whether you're a world city in the times of Yeshua Benun or not? So, what we call that, seemingly, that's called a Suffolk derabanan. The right? Why not? It's a Suffolk derabanan. What's a Suffolk derabanan? If the whole Din of Kriyas Megillah is a Din and now comes your Dalit, do I have to read today? So, I'll say, Listen, maybe it's a wad city, maybe it's not. If it's a wad city, the answer is no. If it's a wad, not a what city, the answer is yes. It so it's a Suffolk. Suffolk, I'm, I'm not going to read on your dialect. Now come Tesvav and I'll say the same exact thing. And I won't read on either. Comes along the Rambam, and what does he say? You read both days. Why? You read on both days and both nights. Comes along the Rambam and says even more. <muching> the the Bible, the Bible, comes along the Rambam and says, You know what? You even make a bracha. You make a bracha on the 14th. To which I would ask, How could it be such a thing? Hello, we just got through saying that according to the stance of the Rambam in the the there's not even uh, a that there's not even a rabbanon when it comes to a suffix. So, there's nothing here, it doesn't exist. So what should the Rambam say? The Rambam should say like the manul chalava, or the uh, uh, the pirsu Pirshu zal in the Ram. That really this city doesn't have to read the Chlal. You want to read it's The rav the Milsa, Vandri, you can't make a bracha? How can you make a bracha? It's a subject of a bonon. You might not even be chayyiv. You're not chai, You're just doing it because it's nice. And it comes on the Rambam and says no. Really, you have to read on the fourteenth with a bracha. The fifteenth, you have to read it again. This time without a bracha. We have the reiv. The river's is kaveh. When you make the bracha. Peloplane, Negro, what's going on here? How could it be such a thing? Pelodicaramba. So I brought for you here in source six the mission of the Melok. The mission of the brings a run. The run's in Megillah. And the run says that we're going after the rave. He's gonna say, Aye What are you gonna say? It's a Suffolk, a Shokul, and it's a suffic shall rehim, and you should say the Kula, And it's come out that you're part of from both. Then says the run. So it comes out then. Then Yevada imavata, the whole canton of Mikra Therefore, you read on the first, and you it from the second. Now, this is so interesting. according to the Ran, you read on the first, and you put on the second. Now, why do we read on the first and putter on the second? The answer is because the Rive of the read on the first. So now, the Zapella, the the, the 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 mission of Melech yes, kasha himself. Hello, according to the Ran, in 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 Psachim. I have a something on the first two cases, and I have something on the last two cases. So what do I do? I do all four. I do all four. So that's the Mishnah Melech. So one way to ask it is: so do all. So read both days the same. Read both days the same. Right? If you want to make Megillah and and Psachim parallel, so then read both days of the Bracha. The other way to say it is: if you're going to tell me. That since we're gonna mavatil the din of, of Megillah, we're gonna the din of a seba. So Megillah, so you know what? Megillah we are gonna mavatil the din, so read on the 14th. I so the 15th, so we do one of the cooler. Do the same exact thing with the cases then. You have to you have to drink, you have to do a seba. So do a same on the first two. Because you can't be mavatil the old and a seba, but I did a same on the first two. So the second two, you're potter. How could it be that your Chayyid, only on one of the days when it comes to Mikra and Megillah, even though it's a of Dorabana which really should part you from both. And if it's not true, that we can't, we, we, we somehow are not able to make this distinction, so then, be in both, be in all four, be in both days, all four cups. Peladik. Mishnah Melech Est So the Mishnah Melech has a territory. here. The Mishnah Melech is as follows. The teretz is like this. So let's talk about Haseba. So now, what we're going to do, we're going to pick one of the two sets, yeah? We'll say, you know what, let's pick the first set. The first set, we're going to do Haseba. The second set, we're not going to do Haseba. So now, if that's true, and according to the Rahn, safid Durabolon means that there is a Dindurabolon just, you're allowed to take the risk. So if everyone in the history of the Jewish people from henceforth is going to go ahead and do Haseba on the first two cups and not the last two cups. What happens if the takanas chazal was on the last two cups? Whatever Nachman was really said, you have to do a on the last two cups. So it would come out that the din of safik derabbanan akula still ended up in a bit of the takana, because since the whole discussion of the safik derabbanan akula is within the framework of the establishment of the mitzvah so then since that's the case. We can't establish. We can't says the Mishnah Melech. We can't use the principle of Safik Rabbanan in the establishment of a halacha that would potentially lead to the nullification of the mitzvah at all. But what? Why is it? So why is Megillah different? Because in Megillah, there's a din of a Mil- Megillah Nikras via dalar that what the unwanted is on the fourteenth, the wanted are on the fifteenth, and really. In the whole world, all the walled cities are going to read on the 15th. The unwalled cities are going to read on the 14th. And that establishment is never being doubted. We always know exactly what's being read, where it's being read, etc. What's the whole discussion? There's one specific city. Where do you fit into Netakana? So here, it's not a question on using suffix de Rabban and Lakula to establish the halacha. It's the halakha has already been established, and now we want to know when regarding the application of the halacha, how to apply it to there, to use a suffic of on the Kula, that the Ra doesn't have a problem. So when it comes to Megillah, claims the Mishnah of Melech, since we have the establishment of Yadal above, and we just have a suffolk regarding a particular city, there we could use the principle of suffic of on the Kula, even if you would end up not reading on the proper day. But when it comes to Cases. There, the whole question was the establishment of the Chiva Seba in the first place. And since that could lead to the notification of the entirety of the whole establishment, then according to the Rani, you have to be Machmer across the board. And that's the explanation of the two denim. So this is a shorter shir than usual. 35 minutes. But uh, the Maisa was it's a chonis for Pesach. It's a one and done. We're not building up on top of each other. But it's Kashmak. It'll give you some, you know, excitement. When you're leaning, let me Hashem, at the Seder this year, in Yushalayim Yadal Kodesh of the Chod Pesach, B'Siyat HaDashmaiyach.